Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a championship Monday here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Macatrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, all new pre owned inventory. And it's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. And every Monday show brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury, or at purdyinsurance.com. Home, auto, life, business, all your latest insurance needs to protect what matters most. That's all at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury, and at their office, at their website, rather, at purdyinsurance.com. Terrific weekend once again. I should say sports in general with the opening day of opening weekend of baseball, but also on the college hardwood. Phillies off to a fantastic start, 3-0. and We'll get into that a little bit later on. The Pirates even won a game, winning on opening day. So not bad for Pennsylvania baseball to start things off. And then in the college hardwood, obviously you have the tremendous game that was between UCLA and Gonzaga and the incredible shot at the end by Jalen Suggs. I mean, I just, I, I don't know why, as I was watching that unfold, I was I was thinking to myself, I won't be surprised if he somehow makes this. And he did. It was an incredible shot still, nonetheless, that he actually made it. And I give UCLA a lot of credit. That is a good team, and I think that's going to be a good team for the next couple of years and will be dangerous out of the Pac- Pac-12. This team has shown some goo-yoons with the amount of big shots they've made throughout the tournament from first four onward. That's that's really hard to do. And what was so impressive about them in particular in that game was they just had an answer for Gonzaga where no team has had that this year. And I got to be honest, even though we have seen UCLA make some of those big plays, I, for whatever reason, I still just didn't think they can keep up with Gonzaga because nobody has, but they finally have. And I do think, though, regardless of whatever, however the game had played out, of course, myself, Steve, the King, we all pick Gonzaga and Baylor to meet tonight. I do think tonight is going to be a dogfight, as what Dan Patrick said, but I obviously we all pick Gonzaga and we're sticking with it because they also had the answers as well. They didn't look good at times. They kind of made some 
questionable decision-making with shot selection. And I think it going to the ball, they should have just kept going in the post where they're most dangerous. And I think if they learn anything from that, they got to be able to do that tonight against Baylor because Baylor's not only are they solid offensively, but they're really suffocating defensively too. And you saw that, of course, in the Houston game, which I didn't think would be close, and it wasn't. In fact, it was much more lopsided than I thought it would be. I thought Houston's defense would at least keep them in for a little bit, but that game was over well, I would say, by halfway point of the first half. Houston just had no answers whatsoever. And that and watching the battle in the paint tonight, both ends of the floor, the chess match in the paint, that is gonna be where the game is won tonight. And I just think because Gonzaga's got more firepower and they have the more consistent ability, the more better ability to hit more consistent shots from the outside, I think is what's gonna prevail them. And I could see a similar situation tonight where it's probably going to come down to a final possession. Somebody's going to have to make a key basket or two or something at the wire or close to the wire. And I just think Gonzaga's got that edge just by a little bit. Baylor can do the same too. And, and of course, Baylor's been battle-tested all year. We've known that. And clearly they're back into the, to the form they were, as we've talked about many times, before they had their COVID issues kind of derail them a little bit. So it's going to be a really fun game tonight. I really do. And it was a good weekend of, of basketball despite the lackluster game one of the final four but then of course game two made up for it and shout out to Arizona on the women's side of things we talked about it on on uh, Friday Steve of course with the whole NCAA debacle and we didn't think they would be able to stay, to stay with UConn and they did and they nearly won it last night they were just a possession away mm-hmm. and then finally of course I don't know if you saw on Twitter the NCAA actually gave them a shout-out saying, congrats, Arizona, on a great season with a picture. So I promptly quote-tweeted, oh, good for you, NCAA. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, no, it's uh, I, that's the only quarter of the whole thing I watched was that the fourth quarter. I literally watched the final possession, and that was it. <laughs> uh, talking about, what, the UConn game? Well, I, I've uh, the last night's game, I didn't even see the UConn game. I, I didn't even see last night's game, um, but I did see the fourth quarter of the Arizona game, and it, it was interesting that uh, uh, that the announcers were surprised by the result. Right, so, uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, I, honest to goodness, I thought I was listening to the uh, UConn TV network. Uh, all right, um, let's. Holy moly! Um, but let's get into what like what everybody's talking about today. Everybody today is talking about what happened Saturday night. Oh, of course. This is. I, I thought Baylor. Oh, sorry, wrong game. Uh, this is <laughs> definitely wrong game. Sheesh. <laughs> this is why you love college basketball when it's played at this kind of level. This is a game, and we're going to have Dick Girardi on the show later. We're going to break down that game and then break down Baylor-Gonzaga tonight. This is a game where you look over at Gonzaga and say, man, they played really well. This is a game where you look at UCLA and say, man, they played really well. 
this is a game where you say, wow, the three other guys on the floor officiated the game really well. Everybody was at their highest level on Saturday night. UCLA had to play terrific. UCLA did not blow the game. The officials didn't determine the game. They let them play. And that is, in the end, that's what made it such a beautiful game to watch. I mean, UCLA, they played a game, Matt, that was completely anti-analytics. Yes, it was one of those classically well-played games by both sides. You mentioned the officials just let him play, didn't touch a single thing. It was just a fun game to watch from start to finish. But it was also anti-analytics. Yes. Look at all the 17-foot jumpers UCLA hit. Well, in today's analytics, that's not supposed to happen. You're not supposed to be competitive and win games. You're supposed to be shooting threes or getting layups or free throws. This was not a high turnover game. Each team played 45 minutes. Each team had 10 turnovers. And Duzang played great. Now, how Calipari ever let him get out of Lexington, I'll never know, uh, which is interesting. Um. And... The, um, I thought that they did a, I mean, all the way through, it was just a great, great game. All the way through. Great game. And I, it was it was fun to watch. It was what, what great college basketball is about. Now, I don't want to overshadow, by the way, uh, David Taylor making the Olympic team, which is really important. Uh, uh, Taylor, uh, you know, and he had to beat Bo Nickel to do it, of all things. <laughs> you know, like, I'm sitting there, like, going, David has to beat Bo. That's like, tough. And, like, uh, part of this is obviously a credit to David's talent, great talent. Bo's a great talent. But you know, how many times have I mentioned when it comes to Olympic freestyle wrestling, older usually is older is usually sometimes the name of the game. So, but that was great. That was great. So, all right. Dave Giacchini on the show today. They're going to play for the Patriot League title. They will be. And then this Saturday's game with Fordham back at home can very likely determine if they're going to host it or not. Because right now, Bucknell and Holy Cross are 2-0. Holy Cross didn't play last week because of COVID issues. Which is huge because prior to, prior to that, 
Holy Cross had one game, one more game played than Bucknell because of COVID. So now they're even. So now it comes down to next week. Yeah, exactly. Well, does this if they win, does the suit get a ring? We may have to ask uh, Doug that one. My guess would be yes, but I don't know that for sure. Eight. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I mean, I'm not going to bring it up to Dave. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to. I think he's got more important things to worry about than whether the suit gets a ring or not. No good! No good! No good! <laughs> now, that is why that person there, if they win, should get a ring. And he wears it with pride, let me tell you. It fits I mean, him. It's always sh- a good fit. He should get a ring if they win. <laughs> that person. <laughs> let me tell you about my playing days. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, Doug has a whole collection of the of basketball Patriot League championship rings, so. Yeah, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. So. Uh, and has earned all of them. So uh, now they're going to play Lehigh. They just beat Lehigh six nothing. They just beat Lehigh six nothing. So now it's Fordham this week at home. Ah, Fordham. So at Christie, huh? Correct. They are back at Christie. All right. All right. Uh, just go back to the corner office and tell him that it's uh, Fordham and not Fordham. <laughs> uh, it just I. Just, uh, I, I just want to make sure, you know, I'm, I'm trying to help wherever I can. I'm trying to help wherever I can. I, just, I, I don't want him to go out there and, you know, who's this Fordham you're talking about? They're playing Fordham. <laughs> <laughs> and Tugs is looking around confused, like, okay, I got saddled with this guy. All right. <laughs> F-O-U-L-E-D, that spells Fordham. S U I T. Spell suit. <laughs> oh. Holy Cross is playing Colgate, by the way, so Bucknell definitely will have to take care of business. Yeah, Holy Cross playing Colgate? Yeah, at Colgate. Right. At Colgate. Okay. Sounds good. All right, so that's what's coming. I'll talk to Dave and. Bob the hour, and then Dick Girardi is going to join us at uh, four oh six today on the uh, Gonzaga game, and then uh, we've got Frank Bodani on Penn State football final half hour. So we've got a full show coming up today. Looking forward to it. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business. They have them all, and they'll do everything they can to save you money and take care of those policies for you.
You never want to come up financially short on anything, and Purdy Insurance makes sure that the insurance part takes care of that. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Guard the inbounder Pellington. Pellington looking for McDonald, lobs it into McDonald. Five seconds left. McDonald, two seconds. McDonald traps, heaves, can't hit. That is it. Stanford survives again. The Stanford Cardinal national champions in 2021. Ryan Rucco with a call on ESPN. As a stand for the first time in 29 years, wins the national title over Arizona in an all-Pac-12 matchup. And tonight, Baylor plays Gonzaga for the national title on the men's side. 9.22 will be the tip-off time this evening. And, uh, Kevin will be once again recording, and the suit will be one shining moment. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto home life business. They'll do everything they can to make sure that you are completely covered. It's what you expect from the best of the business. Dave Cicchini, next half hour. Dick Girardi, 406. Frank Bodani, 435. Big show today on News Radio 1070 WKOK. This is Season from Purdy Insurance, and now that the warmer weather is on our minds, all of us at Purdy Insurance are ready to pair you up with the right coverage for that boat, RV, motorcycle, or jet ski. Enjoying the great outdoors is easy with the right coverage. Give Purdy Insurance a call at 570-286-5855, send us an email, or visit our website at purdyinsurance.com to see what we can do for you. 
taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to PurdyInsurance.com. Auto Home Life Business. They'll have you completely covered. But the last thing you want is if something happens and your insurance delivers you a surprise. That's why you go with the pros pros at Purdy Insurance. They'll make sure those policies are updated, that you're completely covered, and saving money at the same time. It's all at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. And a privilege to have with us, the head football coach at Bucknell, Dave Cicchini. Dave, welcome back. Great to have you with us again. Uh, thanks, Steve. It's great to be here. First time Lehigh has been shut out at home since 2010 when Villanova did it. It was a physical game on Saturday. What did you see from your players? Well, I tell you what, we came out, it it's, was our first road trip of the year uh, with Patriot League travel guidelines. You know, we left early morning uh, from Lewisburg uh, on Saturday to get to the game. Uh, it took us uh, a while to get there. It was, you know, a trip like our guys aren't used to, to normally taking. I give them a lot of credit to, for something that was so far out of their comfort zone. We, we took the field and, and defensively. Uh, really did a great job, again, controlling the line of scrimmage, just like we did uh, a week ago against uh, Lafayette. We were able to force them to become more of a one-dimensional team, um, you know, relying on the pass game, and then we kind of teed off and, and got a bunch of sacks, and it was just a great performance uh, from start to finish out of our defense. Uh, in fact, uh, you only held them to 23 yards on the ground. Part of that was Mike Bright Jr., who was named the Patriot League rookie, uh, rookie of the Week. He's the only freshman you have over there starting on that defense. Uh, how important was his contribution to help set up other people? Well, I tell you, he, he did a great job disrupting uh, the, their offensive game plan. You know, he, you know, Michael's going to be an outstanding player. Uh, he's really developing just in the two games that he's played here. He's playing in, in place of a, an injured uh, Grayson Cherubino, who's a really good player himself. Uh, but Mike's got a great future ahead of him, and he just keeps getting better with each passing, not just game, but each passing day, just getting comfortable with the college game and becoming a more physical player and, and learning you know, uh, the nuances uh, of that position and gap responsibility. And, and he's going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with uh, for years to come here in our program. Uh, I believe probably the best drive Lehigh have was the opening drive. If I go back to your opener that's when the opponent scored why what is it taken on the sideline to pull guys aside and you seem to make the adjustment quickly after that opening drive in each game yeah i i think it, a little bit different in both situations you know the, the the letdown on the first drive against uh lafayette was more of a pass coverage letdown uh right. just being too aggressive and when it came to supporting the run uh 
Lehigh had their most success on their first drive because they were able to get a couple of runs. And for us, that that came down to gap responsibility. Just linebackers and defensive line not being on the same page, filling the wrong gap, uh, playing the wrong gap, and we were able to give up a couple. Again, not not a lot of big plays. We gave up one or two pass completions. But, but really, once we got that figured out uh, on the sideline after that first drive, um, you know, we executed flawlessly on the defensive side. You had the ball 36-43 in the game. What did that control do, not just in terms of the clock, but what that kind of control do to actually help out your defense? Oh, it was it was huge. Again, offensively, you can look at six points and say, wow, uh, I mean, that's that's a terrible performance. And, yeah, we would have liked to have scored a lot more, but Lehigh's got a, a very, very good defense, a lot of great players on that team. And they did a great job and came out with a great game plan. Uh, but one of the things that we were able to do was possess the football, control the game from a field position standpoint and from a time of possession standpoint. And, and, and a lot of times that gets underrated, especially in offenses these days that like to pride themselves on running 85, 95 snaps a game because they go really fast. Uh, in comparison, you know, we held on to the ball so much uh, that entire second half that um, I believe Lehigh had 18 total snaps for the entire second half. That's all our defense had to be out there. And and again, in, in comparison, you're talking most teams are going to get about 19 or 20 snaps per quarter. Uh, so for uh, for Lehigh to only get 18 uh, in the entire second half, I mean, obviously the part of that is we did a great job of shutting them down defensively, but the other part is they didn't have that many possessions because our, our offense had the ball. You know, the opening drive of the second half where we scored our second field goal, that took off nine minutes. So the yes. first time that Lehigh took the field on offense, uh, there was already only six minutes left in the third quarter, and in fact, they only had one drive that entire quarter. So, so yeah, particularly when you're behind, um, you know that that type of a game puts an enormous amount of pressure because you know there's only a certain amount of times that your team's going to be able to take the field before the game's over. Yeah, it, the two scoring drives took 31 plays, 17 minutes in the game between the two field goals uh, in this one. Lehigh is one of ten on third down. They're zero of two on fourth down. What kind of recognition are you seeing from that defense down in distance when they're playing situational football? Yeah, I tell you what. It, again, getting back to that, when you have confidence that you've taken away a large part of your opponent's game plan, that allows you to really concentrate on the part that you didn't take away. And so, you know, you know the team that you're playing is going to be throwing the football. You know, you can pin your ears back. You know, I think it starts on the defensive line. You're in a pass rush mentality, an attacking up the field type of mentality. Uh, as opposed to a lot of teams, you know, that are running, you know, RPOs that are really prevalent in college football today, and and that really slows down a lot of defenses. You know, they have to, they can't be as aggressive attacking or rushing up the field. They they've got to make sure that they're disciplined and and uh, you know reading their keys. But when you get teams into that mode where they've kind of abandoned that run game and are focused uh, entirely on throwing the football, it really, you know, uh, you can tailor your game plan accordingly. And, and really get after uh, the opposing quarterback, and, and that's probably 
what we've done so well, uh, either with you know through blitzing and, and getting guys like uh, you know all conference linebacker Simeon Page who got another sack uh, on Saturday, and I believe he's I think two away from the Bucknell record. He's had a great career blitzing a guy like him, or just you know running uh, rushing for uh, running twists and just letting our athletic defensive line you know defeat uh, a, an offensive tackle or an offensive guard that's got them in a one on one pass uh, defense uh, situation and, and we've been really successful these last two weeks um, in, in, in providing that type of pressure uh, in the second half when, when we were playing with a lead. Under the knock-on-wood category, two games, you have not turned the ball over. Uh, also in this game, you only had one penalty. Considering everything, how impressed are you by your team's discipline so far? Yeah, I tell you that that was the one thing I, I applauded our team for playing turnover-free football week one, but we did not do a good job in the penalties. We had delay of games. We had a lot of game of uh, penalties that that came about either through overaggression or just simply being rusty. You know, not having played a football game for so long, and I really challenged our guys this past week to eliminate those types of mistakes going into the Lehigh game, and I'm happy to say we came out of the entire game that you're right. We had one penalty, offensive pass interference, uh, and, um, you know, we really played the cleaner football game, and that helped us, you know, uh, win that field possession uh, game. You know, it it, it really, uh, I think, was a major factor, you know, winning the, the not just the turnover battle again because they muffed one punt and we made it through without a single turnover, but uh, but also um, Lehigh committed a couple of penalties that gave us critical first downs or moved us from a situation where we were going to punt and then move the ball up so where it could be something that we could go for it on fourth and one or fourth and two, and we were able to convert in those situations as well. So it was a great job. We definitely cleaned things up. Uh, and, and played a much cleaner, uh, much more efficient game. This game was scheduled midweek. What did it take <laughs> yeah. organizationally to get everybody ready to play this, considering, oh, were you going to do that? Okay. Wow. What did, what did it take organizationally? Yeah, you, you're not kidding. I mean, it, it was uh, a crazy 72 hours to have a game plan, to be anticipating playing uh, Holy Cross, which was our original opponent, and having all of the travel issues and getting hotel reservations, that's a much longer drive. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, after uh, I think it was about noon on Wednesday, getting the word that, hey, cancel those travel reservations. You're going to drive down to Lehigh on Saturday morning and play at their place, and, and you better get game planning because you've got practice starting uh, in four hours. <laughs> It was a huge challenge uh, for our coaching staff and our players alike to be able to just kind of stop in the middle of a week and totally redo your scouting reports, redo your game plans, redo your practice plans, you know, get guys cut-ups of of, of new players and scouting reports on the new players that they're going to see and the new schemes that they're going to see right up to game time. It was just even in the buses on the the way down there, it's it's your playing catch-up because you have so much less time 
to get your players confident in the schemes you're going to be doing offensively, defensively, uh, and I'm, I'm really proud of how our players handled it because um, you know it's in all the years I've been coaching, there's this is the first time that something like that is has ever come up. But again, not a giant surprise that it did come up because with the way things have been going the last couple of months here, with the I guess really you can go back to the fall, I'll, I'll loop the FBS and on I, I group them in on this as well. You know, you can learn lessons that crazy things are happening. You know, as a pandemic is going on, and so you got to be ready to pivot in a moment's notice. And certainly, our moment came Wednesday at noon when when the news broke that we were playing a different opponent. So I'm just proud of how our coaching staff and our our players handled that in stride, and and uh, were able to to come through and get us a, a big uh, W. I believe we are the only Patriot League team this spring season to travel the day of the game and actually win uh, so that that huge home field advantage that um that you know, we enjoyed beating lafayette they had to drive up on on saturday morning and, and and getting the win um you know is a lot easier when you are the home team in those uh situations and now you throw into it to, it's a short week and you find out on a on a wednesday that you're doing it i, I just think it's a, it's an incredible job of our our, our team and, and our uh, our coaching staff to do what they did. Finally, I'll then phrase it this way: As of this hour, you're playing Fordham, uh, so <laughs> we'll leave it. At, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Uh, but you now have to get ready for them with an opportunity to play for the championship. Uh, so, what's your what's your thumbnail report on them that makes them such a tough matchup? Yeah, well, they've got talent on offense, and they've got experience on defense. Yeah. Uh, they've got a lot of players that, that have, have uh, uh, been through it. Uh, they're 1-1 one one on the season. Uh, for us, it's a non-divisional contest. So we know, uh, having defeated Lehigh and Lafayette, which comprise uh, our two opponents in the, the South Division, um, we now have sewn that up. So we know that we have a berth already secured in the Patriot League championship game the following week. Uh, so this is an interesting one here this week. You know, uh, Fordham is a good team. They're one and one. They have not been eliminated from contention uh, in the North Division. So depending upon what happens uh, the, this final week of the regular season, we could be seeing them. We could be seeing Holy Cross. We could be seeing Colgate uh, the following week in that first ever Patriot League championship uh, game. So there is a possibility for us to play Fordham two weeks in a row, and that presents itself with with its own unique set of circumstances as well so we've got a, another kind of first for us uh here uh, game planning and getting ready for a team that is very very talented uh a team that that uh, i i certainly had uh, picked to be you know the top one or two teams in the patriot league um you know at the beginning of the spring season and uh, they have not disappointed they've got a lot of talent and and uh you know our, we'll have a huge challenge for us here saturday at home Always a true pleasure, Dave. I always appreciate talking football with you. Good luck this week. All right. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Dave Cicchini, head football coach Bucknell. Dick Girardi next half hour on the matchup tonight. Gonzaga-Baylor mostly talking about, obviously, the Gonzaga-UCLA game, which was just phenomenal on uh, Saturday night. Um, I got a text from Matt. I evidently missed most of it. (laughs) I but I stayed up for the second half. I missed the first half because I was at my church's Easter vigil. But second half onward, I watched and they, loved they, every second. They had masses on Sunday. I was on. I had to sing in lector. 
But that doesn't count. <laughs> Come on, man. We worked it out. Heard. It's good. Well, then I'll tell you how the first half went. You won't believe how the first half went. I, <laughs> in fact, it was 45-44 at halftime. Yes, I did know that. That was the first thing I saw as soon as I got in my car on my way home. And I was like, perfect. I could see the whole second half because I didn't think that was going to happen. Good. I benefited from the 10-minute late start. Little Luke. Denied an opportunity to see one of the truly great games of all time. Yeah, he was in bed, unfortunately. (sighs) You know... You've got to you've got to say to yourself, what's going to allow my child to grow? It's a very valid question. <sighs> it's a question Suit Light is asking me all the time. All right, we'll come back with. <laughs> we'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance. It's interesting because I think the suit invented Babel. Uh, it's based on the staff meetings. Uh, I, um, okay. <laughs> so last night, I had a chance to spend a little time with some some of my grandchildren. And my good friend Tom McGrath, well, maybe about nine, ten months ago, he said, hey. He said, you know, he said, I've got this really neat app. Now, I've brought this up before on the show, and it is called the ISS Spotter. It's the International Space Station Spotter. Well, last night, and it does it by, you know, you know, either, you know, not visible, or it's a one-star look, a two-star, or the max is three stars. Well, it turned out last night was a three-star night to see it. Cool. So I got my oldest granddaughter, Lauren, and my oldest grandson, Colin, and I, I said, do you want to see something neat? And they're always curious about things, very curious minds. Lauren's going to be 13 in a couple of weeks, and Colin's going to be 10 this summer. I said, do you want to see the International Space Station? I said, so we go out, so last night it went by at 8.09. So I took them outside, and this only takes about seven or eight minutes. And it was a beautifully clear night, as all of you know. And it took us a moment, and then we found it. And it got within 280 miles of where we are. So it looks like a bright star, but it's a bright star that's moving across the sky. And so... My grandson asked me, you know, is that that an actual spaceship? And I explained how it got up there. I explained who's on there, you know, which astronauts are on there right now. I said, and they're just orbiting the Earth right now, doing experiments and so forth. And, you know, and finally then, you know, after about seven or eight minutes or so, it then disappears beyond the horizon. And they got just a big kick out of it. And I said, you know, one of these days, I said, maybe we'll go down to Florida and we'll watch an actual launch, which I would love to go see myself one day. Oh, my goodness, I'd love to go see a launch, uh, which I think when uh, SpaceX went up 
mm, I guess it was in May, right? Last May, which was, I was totally enthralled by it. Well, they got the biggest kick out of that. Plus, I believe Venus and Mars were visible last night. So what they found out was that their grandfather had more interest than whether or not the Red Sox are (laughs) 0-3. Well, there you go. By the way, the Phillies, by the way, uh, their bullpen hasn't given up a run. How about that? Who knew? But it was just that was just a fun side thing to do that only took a few minutes last night. Watching the International Space Station go over the house. I mean, it, now obviously it's all perception, but it looked like it went right over the house. Dick Girardi next half hour. We'll talk about the game that. Matt missed most of. But it was a classic. (laughs) I saw the important parts. You know, it's funny. When I talked to the suit about the Lehigh Bucknell game, he missed most of it but said he saw the important parts. I I thought your job was to see the whole thing. 